Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Welcome to the Friday Faith follow-up episode. We are um, just at the beginning of our little three-week mini-series looking at three of the big issues that happen in our marriages. We are getting ready for Valentine's Day, um, you know, and I've realized, I don't know if that's just an American holiday or a worldwide holiday. If you're listening to this in the Philippines or France or Guatemala or wherever you might be, I would love to know, do you guys celebrate Valentine's Day? Um, we do here in the States. It's a big one. My husband and I personally, we don't invest a ton in Valentine's Day because it's very shortly after Christmas and my husband's birthday and our anniversary. <laughs> By the time you get to February 14th, it's like, okay, this is nice. Let's move on. Um, but for a lot of couples, it is kind of the day of romance. And so that's why as we approach February 14th, Valentine's Day, we are looking at the topic of how we can build a great marriage, a God-centered marriage, particularly by dealing with three of the big issues that come up frequently in the counseling room, specifically between husbands and wives. And so if you didn't listen yet to episode 64, I shared nine hot tips for how to improve the physical intimacy in your marriage, how to enjoy that part of your marriage. But I wanted to follow up today with a few thoughts about why it is that God cares about our enjoyment of and the purity of our marriage. Um, I think in the culture, in the church culture, probably in the culture at large, we hear a lot of focus on the purity and the sanctity of marriage. That is certainly hugely important. But I think we sometimes overlook the equally true reality that God wants us to enjoy our marriage. And if we're not enjoying the physical relationship that God designed us to have with our husband, then we're really missing out on a huge component of the marriage relationship. So I'm just going to walk through five things that I see when I look through scripture, when I read the Bible, about why it is that God cares about the purity and the enjoyment of our marriage's physical intimacy. And I will say, you know, yes, I'm a marriage therapist. And of course, this podcast is not therapy for you. It is not personal or professional. It's information. It's educational. It's encouragement. Um, but I'm also, I'm not a scholar. I'm not a big, I'm sorry. I'm not a biblical scholar. I have not been to seminary. I'm not, you know, I don't have my a divinity degree or any of that stuff. I'm a woman who reads the Bible a lot, who loves the Lord, who loves to study. I'm a bit of a nerd. Um, so I realize different denominations probably emphasize different things about biblically what God says about the marriage relationship. Um, but if you have some disagreement with some of these five things, I would love to hear from you. That could be a really encouraging and helpful conversation. Um, but let me just walk through these five areas that I do talk about in the counseling room and, and with myself, my husband, my friends, you know, when this topic comes up. But the first thing that we need to remind ourselves of is that God created sex and God created marriage and he purposefully designed marriage to be the place where sex 
should be happening and should be enjoyed. He is the one who brought Adam and Eve together. He declared this new married couple to be one flesh. He told them to be fruitful and multiply. And we all know that naturally, there's one thing you got to do if you're going to be fruitful and multiply. And God, all of this happened in the garden. This did not happen after the fall. This did not happen as a result of sin. He designed Adam and Eve for each other. And part of that purposefully to enjoy each other, to be one flesh and to multiply. And sometimes when we we have our own baggage, we have so many cultural issues about sex and sin and brokenness enters into this part of our lives in huge ways. And it can be easy sometimes to forget that this actually is something that God designed. And so when we enjoy that part of our marriage, it is honoring to God. It is honoring to his creation and his design of husbands and wives coming together as one flesh. And if you are curious to read a little bit more about that, let me point you to Genesis chapter two. And if you recall, the fall, the sin doesn't happen until chapter three. So this is before the fall. And then the second thing that we can encourage ourselves with and remind ourselves of is that God uses the Christian marriage relationship as a picture of Jesus's relationship with the church. And you can turn to Revelation chapter 19. I mean, there's a lot of other places in scripture where God makes this metaphor, this connection. I mean, it's throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, but uh, Revelation 19 particularly talks about the wedding feast of Jesus and his bride, which is the church. And so we need to consider if we are not enjoying our marriage, if we are not physically intimate together. And and now I'm not saying that they, that's always like the highlight of your day, but if that is not a positive part of your marriage, we have to wonder what message is that sending to unbelievers? What message might that be sending to our children, the people around us who probably don't know the details and the ins and outs of the physical intimacy in our marriage? They can tell how often are we holding hands? Do we touch each other? Do we enjoy that? You know, you can really get a sense of the pleasure and enjoyment that a couple have in each other or that they do not have in each other without knowing all the details, all the nitty gritty about their relationship together in that way. And so if we're not enjoying that, we might be sending the message to other people that marriage is really not that great. And if marriage really isn't that great, then relationship with Jesus might not really be that great because God in the Bible connects those two very closely. And we want to show the world not only the glory of Jesus and the goodness of relationship with him, but the goodness of our life when we are following him. And if we're not enjoying a physical relationship in our marriage, which our culture puts so much emphasis on enjoying that part of your life, they don't always do it within God's boundaries and God's um, God's plans, God's purposes, but they certainly think it's wildly important. And if we're not enjoying that within the context that God has designed it for, we're not sending the best message or the most accurate message to the world around us. And then the third thing that I wanted to highlight here, uh, when we think about why does God care about all of this, is that God knows our weaknesses, and he knows that sexual temptation and sin is a very common struggle. 
This is not a new thing. This is not an issue of our modern culture anymore or any less than it has been throughout the centuries. If you read in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, um, we see the Apostle Paul telling the church that husbands and wives should be intimate together because if they're not, there's a very real concern that Satan will tempt them into some variety of sexual temptation. He is acknowledging that if you're not engaging in that and enjoying that part of your marriage, Satan is going to try to help you enjoy it somewhere else that is outside of what God has actually designed to be good and fulfilling. And God knows that a healthy, fun, satisfying physical relationship within marriage, um, now that's not a, a cure, that's not necessarily going to say your marriage doesn't struggle with issues like pornography or lust or infidelity and all of that, but it is a really helpful protective factor. He knows that if you are satisfied and enjoying that part of your marriage, you're a lot less likely to be seeking that from outside of your marriage. The fourth area when we reflect on why God cares about all of this is that God wants us to enjoy the life he has given us. And we can read the the entire book of Song of Songs or Song of Solomon, probably depends on the translation or devotion that you use. Um, But in that book, we see the beauty and the delight that can and should exist between a husband and a wife. And we know that Jesus tells us in John 10 that he came to give us abundant life. He's probably not specifically right there talking about the intimacy in our marriage, but we know because there's an entire book of the Bible about the intimacy in our marriage, we know that that is a really important part of what he considers an enjoyable and fulfilling and right life. If he leads us into marriage, he wants us to enjoy that. And then the fifth area that I would encourage us all to think about is that God cares about every aspect of our life. He cares about our thoughts. He cares about our words. He cares about our actions, our interactions. He cares if we're daydreaming about a romantic movie or if we're daydreaming about our husband. And he cares if we think positively about the body he has given us, or if we are criticizing it and grumbling about it. And he cares if we act in righteousness and love and faithfulness toward our spouse, or if we take advantage of the anonymity of social media and have some conversations that we really shouldn't be having. He cares about all of this, and he sees all of this. And so whenever we might be tempted to think, oh, this little thing I'm thinking about doesn't really matter to God, doesn't really impact my husband, doesn't really change my life, it can. And it does matter. And so with all of these things in mind, the reality that God created sex to be good within a marriage, that he uses the marriage relationship as a picture of his own relationship with the church, the reality of our weakness and our how easily we give in to temptation and how marriage helps protect us from that, the reality of how good and beautiful the physical intimacy can be in our marriages and how God wants us to enjoy that. We can read Song of Songs to see that. And just the ultimate reality that God created us. He has purposes for us. He knows what is best for us. And he cares about every detail of our lives. He created every hair on your head. He certainly cares about every thought in your head. 
And he certainly cares about how we treat our husband, how we enjoy our husband, who hopefully is also a child of the king. So just consider these things, reflect on these things, especially when you find yourself not really feeling in the mood, not really wanting to connect with your husband. Think about how it might honor and glorify God. Think about how it might help you and help your husband to invest in enjoying that part of your marriage. So friends, let me close us with a word of prayer before we wrap up today. Holy God, I praise you that you have created husbands and wives to come together as one flesh and to enjoy that part of our relationship. And I pray, God, for every person listening to this episode today, listening to these words, listening to this prayer. Lord, I pray that you will bless our marriages, that you will fill them with the fruitfulness that you desire, that you will fill us with love and compassion and forgiveness and kindness toward one another. And I pray, Lord, that you will give us a desire for our husbands, that you will help us to target our hearts and our thoughts in the healthiest and holiest and and most righteous direction. I pray that we will enjoy this part of our marriages and that you will make the church a place where we are known for joy and peace, where we are known for wonderful, life-giving, fulfilling marriages. I pray that our children will see that and that they will seek that out for themselves as they grow up and as they figure out who do I want to marry? Why do I want to get married? What should that look like? Lord, I pray that in this area of our lives, we will know your grace and we will know your blessing. And I pray this trusting in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, friends, we will be back next week to talk about communication in our marriages. And um, we do have a lot of resources on the website. I'll just point you to the show notes for our episodes this week, which is loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 064. Um, You can get resources around physical intimacy, around communication, all these different areas for your marriage. You're definitely going to want to check that out so you can go a little bit deeper and really invest in building a great marriage with your husband. But please know I am praying for you. I would love to connect with you inside the Facebook group. I would love to see your review of the podcast. I'd love to get your email, you know, whatever it is. It's always fun to connect. And I really am so thankful that you're listening to this podcast. I hope that you're enjoying it and finding it helpful. And uh, that's all I have. Yep, we will be back next week. All right, hugs and blessings to you, friends. I'll talk to you soon.